Dad, I'm broke. Hey, broke. I'm Dad. Dad. Okay, don't you have cash saved up from babysitting? No, I spent it. I want my own bank account from S&T Bank. They offer free ATMs, Zelle, and an annual scholarship. Plus, when I open a Smart Start checking account, I get $100. See? I'm responsible. Hey, responsible. I'm Dad. Visit stbank.com slash smartstart for details. Bonus available July 1st through September 30th, 2022. Opening deposit balance of $50 required. Member FDIC. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Welcome. Here we go. It's that time again. Matt Connerton Unleashed, and we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast 97 if you're in Manchester. And of course, hello to all of our online listeners from across the nation and around the globe. You can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, etc., etc. Today is Wednesday, November 24, 2021. It is Thanksgiving Eve. So, uh, so nice to have you all with me today. I do want to remind you too, of course, uh, it is the, uh, what are they calling it again? The, uh, pre Thanksgiving karaoke party. I want to make sure I get the name right here. Uh, yes, the pre Thanksgiving karaoke party that is tonight at our amazing sponsor, The Hop Knot, in the Brady Sullivan at 1000 Elm Street, right across the street. Uh, they also have delicious gourmet pretzels and craft beer. That's the big draw. But tonight they have karaoke. Uh, so that will be tonight from 8 p.m. to midnight. And then uh, they will be closed tomorrow, of course, for Thanksgiving. And they're taking Friday off as well. But they will be back open on Saturday. And uh, I am not alone here in the studio. But he's not out of time. He just got here. John Hopwood is with us. Yes, I'm here to. Uh... Oh, Jenny's uh, painting's gone. This is I. I'm adding this to the auction. No, it's over there. Oh, it is. Yes, you're adding that to the uh, for the, uh, for, the for the toy mir- drive. for the miracle on Elm Street. Yes, yes, because if I had won, it would have been a miracle, folks. This has only been used once. Wow. Once. Wow. And it had that. Uh, no, the top uh, whistleblower attorney in the world helped me David come up. Co- David Colapinto? Col- with yep. the slogan, 
let's fight waste, fraud, abuse, and corruption together. Wow. Well, that went over really well. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a bit wordy. bit wordy for a slogan. I would have gone with something more like, uh, uh, vote for me, Hopwood, or something. I prefer the uh, Trumpian slogan, uh... Oh, well, wow. I, I have to uh, adapt that. To because you can make an anagram. Hooray, uh, not an anagram. Oh. A, uh, uh, hooray, immigrant. Yeah. hooray for me and expletive deleted you. Oh, is that his, uh, is that a slogan for 2024? Yeah. Oh, very exciting. Well, we look, uh, we certainly look forward to that. Uh, it worked well in Russia. <laughs> Why not here? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. Uh, let's see. So, uh, oh, also, too, at the Hopknot, I want to make sure I mention this. Uh, the uh, blender gender, gender blender, rather. I'm dyslexic all of a sudden. You're running, uh, you're I'm, uh, rubbing off on me there, yes. uh, Mr. Hopwood. Uh, the Gender Blender Drag Show, also coming up December 5th from 2 to 4 p.m. Uh, at the Hopknot as well. So Kenny wanted me to make sure I mentioned both of those events. And speaking of events, of course, next week, uh, just a little over a week from today, Thursday, December 2nd, is the Miracle on Elm Street. Uh, John Hopwood or John Claude Hopwood on the sign there uh, donating that uh, uh, priceless sign. <laughs> yeah, it costs four dollars and fifty cents. That well, that's I wouldn't say that's priceless. It's uh, it's uh, four dollars and fifty cents. Well, we can be smirch it. Uh, oh my goodness! It, you know, well, like, yes, only used mm -hmm. once. Wow. Uh, yeah, Jenny's painting is over there too. Uh, Peter was showing that off on the morning show. The you want me to show it right now? Uh, sure. Yeah, if you want to lift it up, I'll put the camera on you for our online listeners. If you're watching on. Facebook or on Comcast Channel 97, that amazing uh, painting that uh, Jenny uh, has donated for the Miracle on Elm Street. I hope I have it right. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, isn't that nice? It's called Dogwoods 2021. There you go. There you go. I yep. wished I could tell because I'm red-green colorblind yes. amongst my many infirmities. Yes. But it looks beautiful. It is, yes. Lots of green. Yeah, that's one of the colors. There is a lot of green. Well, that's why I'm telling you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so very nice. Very nice. So that's coming up uh, Thursday. So we'll be doing uh, the day at the bonfire. It's going to begin, of course, at 7 a.m. with the morning show uh, from 7 to 9 a.m. And I'll be broadcasting live as well from 4 to 6 p.m. at the bonfire. And it's supposed to be an all-day telethon. So I think we're going to be broadcasting in between as well. Uh, Peter texted me a little while ago, the great Peter White of the morning show with Peter White. And he's going to, um, he says he's going to get in touch with me over the weekend to let me know more details about uh, what's going to be going on. You know, I told him I'll just, you know, I've got the day blocked out on the calendar, so I'm able and available for whatever hijinks and shenanigans go on that day. But uh, really excited to be involved uh, this year. Uh, Jenny's excited, too. Uh, I think uh, Christian is going to come down and participate. Uh, Paul E.C. said he wants to join me for the second half of my program that day as well. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So really looking forward to that. And, of course, people are being very generous, uh, from what I understand, with their donations uh, for this year's uh, toy drive to benefit Manchester kids. The Miracle on Elm Street 2021. It's only the second annual one. It seems like there's been more because Matt Cushane has been uh, doing these things for a while. But yeah. this is only officially the second Miracle on Elm Street. So it's a big deal. And I'll finally get to meet Matt Cushane. What do they call him? Morning Show Jesus or something? It's because of his hair. I guess oh, he's got exactly a great head. Well, that's well, we do want to be careful with that. Uh, let's see. Everybody knows. Anybody with true faith knows that uh, Christ wasn't a morning person. He liked the night, the demi mode. Yeah. Okay. He's a night person. Huh. 
Oh, all right. Well, you know, the whores uh, usually are sleeping, uh, and, you know. Well, he did hang, he, he so. did uh, he did uh, hang out with the sinners to Mary try, to, uh, try to set Mary. the example. Be- well, the big Mary was his mother. So. Right, right. Mary that's Magdalene, you, you mean, yes. No, yes. That's, no, that's Mary, the mother of God, that we're talking about the big M. Well, we don't need. Uh, we'll save the theological discussion for the uh, for Christmas. Uh, we we still got to get through Thanksgiving. Saturnalia. Oh, because we all know anybody that knows who is in the know. Uh huh. The Messiah is born on September fifteenth. That you they adapted it to Saturnalia mm-hmm. because you know when in Rome, do what the Romans do. Sure, sure. So Saturnalia already was an established uh, bash. So it was easier to uh, sell to the, uh, you know, the goyim, the Gentile, like in uh, France, Germany, and and Britain, Saturnalia. Oh. But it's September 15th. Ah, very good. Very good. That's uh, Jesus' real birthday. Either that or July 4th. Right. Well, no. Yeah. Sometimes no, I get them confused. No, no one. Uh, no one knows for sure. Uh, we do have a call. By the way, too. Before I forget, uh, Mike Sutterth will be here the second hour for his weekly Tweakonomics uh, segment. Uh, he wasn't able to be here yesterday. So I he's think going to I be, saw uh, him this morning. He's going to be coming in today as well. Oh, perhaps he's extremely early at Market Basket. Oh, okay. But I'm not sure if it was him. Oh, hi. Welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Jackson. Hey, Jackson. Our new friend. How are you? Good. Hey, um, did that? Did the guy ever figure out the copyright thing? I don't know. Did you ever, figure, ever figure out the copyright out? thing, John? I'm not a copyright lawyer. <laughs> I th- he's referring to what we were talking about yesterday. Yeah, I don't think anyone's had a chance to really dive into that, Jackson. Real, so I, I so I literally dived in last night and was looking through it, and um, it's some pretty cool stuff. Um, it's really just twenty two dollars a month for a copyright license with this program oh you're talking about the uh what is it musiclicensing.com that website you were talking about yes yeah yeah that is uh, 22 a month that's not bad it's definitely uh worth looking into um i did message you yesterday at one point oh okay i don't think i've seen it yet but i'll i'll take a look after the show I did. Uh, I did. Like, I did find your YouTube channel, by the way. I did subscribe to your YouTube. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I watched a little bit uh, of the interview. This, with... this is absolutely my favorite. So y'all are talking about, you know, um, like thank you have to go over Thanksgiving to go back to Christmas. Here, here's the thing. So pe- some people believe after Halloween, Christmas just started up again. Oh some yeah. Some people. Some people don't. I've I've seen uh, around here. I've seen Christmas decorations go up like literally November first. Uh, <laughs> around here, I've seen Whoa. Christmas decorations go up like literally. Um, so yeah, Christmas November first. Uh, <laughs> around here, I've seen Whoa. Christmas decorations. Uh, you gotta turn go off up, your radio. Uh, literally, so, yeah. What like um, Christmas decorations? <laughs> was... and, um, wow. Um, what about like? <laughs> You know, here's the thing. So if a big old Santa came into the room and said, ho, ho, ho. I'd say, don't call me that. Once again, he's ministering, you know, the Christ ministry. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have been called worse. Oh. Don't get me wrong. 
Oh, 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 green giant. Oh, that's a different thing. The green giant. Well, he's a Christ. No, he's not a Christ figure. That's a little sprout. That's, uh, I think the green giant is for St. Patrick's Day and for peas or beans or something. That's right. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought Santa Claus really for like Coca. He's like the face of Coca Cola. Do you know they're like legitimately removing him from the Coca Cola brand? Who is? Well, oh, Coca Cola is removing Santa Claus from the Coca Cola brand. Apparently. Well, Santa probably well, got. He uh, is a stalker, and he does break into people's homes. That's true. Not a very good. Uh, not a good role model. Role model for the kids. Well, and you know, for he's, the children, he's a big star. His contract was probably up. His agent probably got a little greedy. You know how that goes. Mm. You know where? You now where I live and stuff. Like in, I live in Georgia and stuff and oh. all that. Um, I live. No, I live in the United States and Georgia and all that. Um, Georgia. You, know, you, know, in, you don't live in the former in Soviet Georgia, which I know people that do. Um, they banned <laughs> Elf on the Shelf. Oh really? Why? What's an elf on a shelf? Sounds kind of it, a... you know. It's that little. It's that little guy who comes and he he sits on your. It sits on everything. Drops and drop. my elf. One time he drank a bottle of Jack Daniels. That doesn't make sense to me. Doesn't but, you the know. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? The little elf on the I'm, shelf, I'm a the little character in the movies and stuff, in the books. And... I I know what you're talking about. John Hopwood is unfamiliar, but I think the idea is you put the elf on the shelf. So that your children feel as though someone is always watching them, so they'll behave better leading oh, you up mean to Christmas. It, it is a surveillance device, like like Alexa or something. Well, it can be yeah. uh, in theory. Yes, yes. Also, now he really knows you've been naughty. The other thing, the thing that would scare me too, is I don't want something weird and creepy on a shelf that might come al- come alive and murder me or something. You, you wouldn't know? let me bring my Robert Kennedy uh, wax head into the studio anymore. Well, the idea of it, just the notion, the mental image, is uh, it just freaks me out. But why did they ban that, uh, Jackson? Well, um, it, it's, it was put out in, in Cobb County. It was on Twitter a couple days uh, before when it was banned. Um, Elf on the Shelf was banned probably because of... Um, well, let me look really quick. I forgot what was banned. When you mentioned uh, Cobb County, Georgia, uh, Jackson, I think you're a young man. You're named uh, after Ty Cobb, well, a great I, baseball player. When I hear Cobb County, Georgia, I think of the big boss man, but Jackson's probably too young. I don't know if you're a wrestling fan, uh, Jackson, but uh, the big boss man. He was I from- am, actually. I'm actually a football. I love the Georgia Bulldog football players. Oh, well, anyway. Love Georgia. Uh, well, you just missed my show, <laughs> which went in the tank because Gonzo uh, is in uh, – New and York then City. here's the other oh. thing. The UK will ban Elf on the Shelf as well. So you're wow. saying that Great Britain and Georgia are in some type of satanic conspiracy now, the U- against it, it, Elf? Georgia's hmm. in the U.S., so... Right. Well, Georgia's also in the Caucasus. I could actually, we could actually call yes. right now, but she wouldn't be knowing that the call is coming. That's why they have so many Caucasians. Yeah. Oh, you mean... I, right. Yes. There, that. there is that. Caucasus. Yes. So the UK is also banning Elf on a Shelf? Correct. Oh. Well. Why? Yeah. For the, the, the same the, reason. These, kid, these people are, um, they don't believe, people don't believe in they, Santa Claus. They don't believe in elves? No. See, I they're, would... They think they're just, they're just fake Chinamen. Well, I wonder if, uh, is it possible that they're just canceling Elf on a Shelf? Like, did somebody find an old 
Twitter account, maybe from the Elf from uh, you know a decade ago. Make fun maybe. of like giants or yeah, uh, yeah. reindeer. Yeah, or, exactly. And now, or he might have had a peccadillo with uh, you know a fair. I mean a, a fairy, the type with the wings. Right, stuff, right. You know? Yes, because yes. We, we don't use that type of language anymore, which was when but, I was a kid. But the know? Elf might have. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. He's probably thousands of years old. He probably knows every racial epithet going, every sexist term. Mel McMell in the chat room says elves are the minions of Satan. Everyone knows that. Is that what's really going on here, Jackson? <laughs> the elves are the minions of Satan. They do come from hell. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So burrow uh, up in gardens. So suddenly you, you look have a, at a recent YouTube video for the Elf on the Shelf. He, this guy, now he's looking one direction. So. In videos, he looks and he just looks around and he stares at you and his little feet, he just starts hopping around and grabs a pencil and draws over the walls. Oh. And um, it's like the bear, uh, uh, the bear, um, the, the dog. There's been animated. myths that he flies. When kids touch him, um, there's myths that his powers go away. And, you know, here's the thing parents move him, they move him a lot. Mm hmm. And um, kids don't know he, they move, and it's just a, it's just a doll, right? It's just a plastic polyphon doll. So you're you talking about this is like literally what happened was last year. I, I have one. Uh, my social and culturation about the patriarchy. And, uh, he was in my cabinet ban it for too. almost a year. He, he, he was in my cabinet for almost a year. I thought you said he was in his cat. You had an elf in your cabinet for a year. Yes. What's oh. he, what was he doing in there? Yeah. Is he like was a hermit? Sleeping, and I got this like big old letter. Hermit? From, you know, Santa Claus. Uh-huh. It says, uh, you're also very naughty, and then, like, he was sleeping on a job for, like, a year. Uh-huh. I'd fire his uh, behind. Yeah. And, Where's um, Donald Trump when you need him? Doing something useful. Probably. Elf on the show. You're fired. He wasn't doing anything <laughs> useful. He was getting drunk. Donald having Trump. some fun. Donald Trump doesn't drink. Oh, you mean the elf? He did at University of Pennsylvania. Yeah, he. he uh, I told oh. he just drank some Jack Daniels. Oh, okay. Point. I yeah. thought you said you're from Georgia. That's Kentucky. I am from oh, I, Kentucky I'm, Sour so, Mash. I'm no, I'm not Georgia. From like you the, drink the, moonshine, don't you? I saw I'm Deliverance. The I saw Deliverance. Burt, uh, Burt Reynolds wasn't even wearing his toupee in that one. By the way, uh, the former president uh, is on the other line. He just wants to clarify something. The former president Trump. Okay. Well, I've never had alcohol. Yeah. And I'm uh, just saying, I can honestly say I never had a beer in my life. Okay. <laughs> what, yeah. That, what does that mean? <laughs> He's had Jack Daniels. Huh? I don't know. Vodka. That was the former okay, president. So, listen, listen. <laughs> what do you say about sleepy Joe Biden? I uh, I don't know if he uh, says anything about that. He seems to be fixated on the uh, denying that he's ever had uh, alcohol. It's one of my only good traits. Yeah, I don't drink. Yeah, he's uh, that's all he wanted to discuss today. You don't drink. He's 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 left. He 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 hung up. I don't know. Uh, well, it was uh, nice to talk you to the former drink. president. <laughs> Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. So every single day, I think that Joe Biden's looking to that camera at the whole thing during the elf on the shelf he thought it was, he was santa claus he says ho 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 i'm going to give you mandate the vaccine ho 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 is marijuana legal in georgia once you a vaccine explain a few things 
So are you? I no. I think I, I. I think I know where Jackson is going with this. So Jackson, are you saying that uh, uh, President Biden is using Elf on a Shelf to try to, to try to get our nation's children vaccinated? Is that what you're saying? Correct. Oh, I, Say, it's, once again, Satan. I support that. Actually, I, I think that's uh, well. You're a Yeti, and we won't get into that. No, please. Thanksgiving's not, coming up. Not during the holidays. Yes. He's a two T Yeti. Mm-hmm. That's right. Don't call him Sasquatch. That, yeah, please. Uh, well, Jackson, uh, listen, we, we've had you on for a while, but we've learned a lot today, and we've. Uh, I, I appreciate the update. You should on, call uh, it my show, the bizarre stuff. Oh yes, uh, or Norm. Absolutely, yes. You ought to consider calling in Norm the Psychic Show. You, you, you know, look up oh. Manchester Public TV. Do you know what his TV. show is? That's uh, right on right now. It, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I could give you a website, Jackson. You could bring it up. Tell okay. him it'd be fast. Tell, tell him we we sent you. If you go to Manchester TV, get another feud. <laughs> we already got rid of one yeah. feud. <laughs> uh, don't even bother with it. Jackson, listen, we'll let you go in a second, but I do want to ask you, because you are in Georgia, any thoughts on the Ahmad Arbery? Uh, they uh, they convicted all three of those guys uh, for the killing of Arbery today. For the murder. The murder. Um, yeah. So but he was so during the whole thing. So I watched the court case online on YouTube because um, um, so the three um, he was not guilty on some charges. He was also on first degree. The 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 white hair guy was on there for first degree murder. Yes, the elder um, uh, McDaniel Mc, McMichael. Yeah, he was on McDaniel. first degree murder. Um, it looks like um, right here. Uh, they're all convicted of murdering. Um, the yep. trio is, you know, um, the trio the the two kids, the dad and the wife are for, 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 they're guilty of uh, first degree murder. Is that yes. death penalty um, offense in Georgia? Um, no, so the Greg Michael was not found not guilty on mace murder and guilty of arrested charges. William Robert Bryan was not guilty on mace murder, one count of felony murder, and one count of aggravated assault, but guilty on his other charges. And then the jury found that Travis McGow guilty of all charges. Yeah, uh, bottom line, they're all going to prison, uh, definitely. Yeah. Well, uh, a first-degree murder. Is it a death penalty? Well, you have, you're going to have the penalty phase. Yeah, do you know, uh, Jackson, is there a death penalty in Georgia? Um... Let me check. Let me check for you. Yeah, there is. Oh, never mind. John Hopwood already found it. He says, yes, there is. That doesn't mean necessarily that was part of the trial. Right. Well, yeah, sentencing sentencing has yet to occur. And I would be surprised, uh, actually, if they... uh, if they get the death penalty, but all right, well, Jackson, listen, uh, we'll let you go. Do you want to give your YouTube channel a plug? Yes, I do. Go ahead. My YouTube channel is J A B S D 56. Okay. Very good. And I did subscribe to it last night. So you got another, uh, you thank got another you subscription. You got it. All right, Jackson. Very nice to hear from you. Thank you for the call. Oh, <laughs> hangs, up, hangs up rather abruptly. Yeah, I checked out his YouTube channel. He's got some nice interviews on there. Uh, seems like a good guy. From Cobb County, Georgia. That was the big boss man's theme. 76 people have been executed in Georgia since 1983. It is the legal penalty. Okay. For capital crimes. Mm. For treason. Because it, a lot of states have treason laws. Yes. Aircraft hijacking. Murder with one of the following aggravating circumstances. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, uh, yeah. we could go through it, but 
we'll see. Yeah. Well, that opens, they must uh, have the jury will probably don't they have in some states the jury will decide. Yeah. If you get the death penalty. Yeah, that's true, and I have no idea how that works in Georgia. But uh, oh, we have another call. We'll grab this. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hi, Matt. This is Karen. How are you? Good, Karen. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, on the Ahmad Aubrey case, they actually brought the charges with the death penalty off the table. Right. Because they uh, thought that that might make it harder for a jury conviction. Right. Oh. I've seen, yeah. Okay. And I, I was I've, wondering if that probably, yeah. I've seen that happen before, but I didn't realize they had done that in this case. Okay. Well, that, that clears that up. I... Life without parole. I oppose the death penalty anyway. I mean, obviously, I'm happy to see these guys convicted. Uh, but, uh, you know, let them uh, let them spend the rest of their lives in prison and think about what they did. You know, that's oh, what I say. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I think it was a, a, a good move on the prosecution case because, as a, I mean, if I was a juror, like I answered one of your posts today, but if I was a juror, I think it would be hard for me to say guilty and death penalty. I just I think it would be hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was a, a horrendous murder. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying that it wasn't, but I think they were very smart in taking the death penalty off the table completely to get at least justice for him and his family. Yeah. In, interestingly, I was in a uh, uh, pool for potential jurors in California for a murder, and uh, if you oppose the death penalty... You're not going on that jury. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, interesting. And which uh, they're allowed, they're allowed to ask you that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's interesting. I wouldn't have. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't have guessed that either. I'm surprised by that as well. Well, the yeah. figuring would be that if you're against the death penalty, you'd be less likely to convict. Right. Yeah, makes sense. And by ta- like, and it's Karen, right? Yes. Is saying. That uh, taking it off was wise. One of the things I think with Rittenhouse, you overcharge somebody, and uh, they usually do. harder. They usually do overcharge, but uh, yeah. And for those who don't know what uh, John is referring to, overcharging is when the government, you know, they try to hit you uh, with the highest. Yeah, with with everything, with everything they can possibly think of to charge you with, uh, to see uh, ultimately to see what sticks. Right, and rather if you went after manslaughter, you might you might get a conviction, mm-hmm. but. All right. Uh, anything to add, Karen? No. Um. Just everybody have a wonderful Thanksgiving. All right. You too. You too, my friend. All right. Thank you for the call. Thank you. You yep. got it. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. That opens up a line for you. 603-250-6007. 603-250-6007. You can also text me at six one seven nine one seven four four seven six. Tweet me at Matt Connerton. Or send an email to Matt at MattConnerton.com. And, of course, you can interact and opine in the Facebook live chat. And we will say hello to everybody there in a moment. But best thing to do so that we can hear and enjoy your dulcet tones is to call us at 603-250-6007. By the way, I did open the show with, uh, for those who uh, don't know, today, it's been 30 years. Today is the 30-year anniversary of the passing of uh, two musicians uh, of note. Uh, One of them, Freddie Mercury. That's why I opened with that clip from, I still remember watching that. I still remember seeing that live that day. I, I remember it, uh, such a cliche to say like it was yesterday, but I do. I remember it like it was yesterday. Uh, the announcement on MTV, uh, Freddie Mercury of Queen, of, of course, uh, passing away from AIDS. And also that same day, we lost Eric Carr, 
uh, who at the time was the drummer in Kiss, which that was especially, that one affected me the more of the two because, you know, Kiss being my favorite band. Uh, he passed away the same day as Freddie Mercury at the age of 41 of cancer. And probably got no press at all. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. He did, but it was, uh, I mean, it was mentioned, for example, in the MTV uh, clip, but... Um, See, Aldous, but, H- Aldous Huxley died on November 22nd, 1963. Yeah. He was very famous, but who else died that day? I don't know. John F. Kennedy. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, you're on yeah. page two. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Eric Carr's death, uh, somewhat overshadowed, of course, by Freddie Mercury's death, because, you know, Freddie Mercury was well, such an superstar. icon such an icon uh, as the front man of Queen. You know, Kiss is an iconic band, but Eric Carr as an individual was not, you know, outside of the the fan base of Kiss was not considered an icon like Freddie Mercury was. So his death was uh, somewhat overshadowed. But Do you think um, Peter Chris fans uh, mourned him? Oh, yeah. Eric Carr, even though he was not the original drummer, he'd been in the band for over a decade when he died, and he was very well-loved. Um, in fact, uh, Kiss fans will tell you that of any um of any of the replacement members, yeah. you know, people who are not original members of the band, Eric was the most popular. The fans really accepted him and, yeah, that's and right, took Chris to him. Went pretty quickly, uh, you know. What by eighty was he gone? Peter Chris? Yeah. Uh yeah, he left in yeah, he did by leave in nineteen eighty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, because yeah, he wasn't in the videos, uh I remember the guy who designed the videos was uh hanging out at New York Film School because with Tom Massingale, who was actually matriculating, but I didn't have the money. Yeah. And he had designed uh, the one with the skulls and everything. Lick it up. With, yeah, yeah, where they don't have... And yeah, and Peter Chris wasn't... Yeah. Right, right. Then. They were still in the makeup when Eric Carr joined the band uh, for a couple more albums, and then they, uh, pretty early in his tenure, they, they did the unmasking, also on MTV. Didn't they have so. to use him even before? Because Chris wasn't much of a... A drummer, and he wasn't uh, reliable, right? Yeah, uh, Peter, Chris, and Ace Fraley, the the two original members who left, um, both of them had some substance abuse well, issues. Well, Ace and was late, much later. Ace was uh, Ace. Ace stuck around. Ace lasted yeah. longer than Peter did. Yeah, you know, and of course they both came back in '96 for the big reunion right. tour. But um, yeah, but but they they both had some some issues. Because um, when you're touring, you can't you you couldn't rely on yeah right rely right. on them yeah Chris particularly at the begin you know and then Ace later yeah yeah so I was uh, but yeah I still I still remember that day that's so, what that's what happened to Brian Jones he got so deep into yeah. drugs oh yeah and he was great musician yeah he was the musician in the band 
with all sorts of ideas, but by 68, he was such a shell of himself. Oh, yeah. They were going to, he he died in the pool, but they got to the point, I don't think they had released him at that point, but he knew they were going to have to. Yeah. Because he was just gone. And it was his band in the beginning. The Stones Well, he started it, uh, yeah, with one of the guys, the guy that was the pianist who was like an old fart, so they didn't use, you know, he used to be a side man. Yeah. And he'd get paid like triple union wages, but he was never part of the band exactly. Yeah. But... One of the things, Eric Burden was one of the great rock rock and rollers with the animals and then as a single, but he took so much acid. Mm-hmm. He went through a severe period of depersonalization, mm. and which is something that a lot of people think John Lennon went through that too. You know, like, you know, that was part of wiping him out for a while. Yeah. And because uh, he was a great singer. But uh, had some great hits, but the drugs, you know? Oh, yeah. But that's why I opened with uh, today on the show. Yeah. I opened with that uh, clip from MTV, and I played Little Caesar, oh. which is a Kiss song from their Hot in the Shade yeah. album, on which uh, Eric Carr sang the lead vocal and uh, and wrote that song. And then uh, at the top of the show today, uh, when we go into the second hour, I'm going to play my favorite Queen song in honor of Freddie Mercury. And we'll find out what it is. And you'll find out what it is. It is one of the big hits, but it's not one of the big hits. Nine is bicycle. Yeah, it's definitely not that. <laughs> And no, for no, my salacious personality, and no Bohemian Rhapsody for this guy either. No, it's it's a song that you don't you don't hear on classic rock radio. But at the time, it was a big hit for them, and it's uh, it's a personal uh, favorite of mine. But uh, yeah, so uh, but we should uh, mention uh, a little bit further uh, Ahmed Arbery today. Uh, were you surprised by the verdict at all? No, I expected it fully, and yeah. I'd like to say it is evidence. You know, this is Georgia. My father told me in Georgia in the early 60s, you could kill an African-American with impunity. Yeah. Things have changed. No matter, you know, we have evolved. Yep. Yeah, Jenny and I were talking about that earlier. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hello, Matt. I wanted, I would like to take a guess uh, of your favorite Queen song for all the money, please. Uh, yes. Oh, this isn't fair. <laughs> I'll give you all the money in my front right pocket. All right. That, hey, that works. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right, I could be wrong, but the way you described it uh-huh. and being married to you now for 10 years, <laughs> I would have to say that your favorite Queen song that you don't hear on classic rock but was popular at the time would be from the game album. Is it from the game? Oh, I don't remember which album it's on. Oh, you guys are teasing now. Teasing. I'm going to say Dragon Attack. Nope. That's not uh, it. Nope. Oh, oh Paul. Absolutely nothing. It's like uh, Carl Yastrzemski, uh. you know, making that last out in the 78 in game 163. I was thinking we were, the same thing. No, we were uh, pulling for you. <laughs> no, uh, no pocket lint for you, uh, Polly C. You know what you should have? You know what I think is going to happen, though? I think uh, uh, Gene Simmons is going to call in and get it right. Oh, maybe. maybe. before 5 o'clock. Oh, you never know. You never yeah. know when we might yeah. hear from Gene Simmons yeah. of KISS. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he knows. He, uh, I'll, maybe. I'll check and see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, find out. Yeah, because poor Paul. Yeah, I'll go to his website, and I'll see uh, what his favorite Queen song is. Hey, what do we, uh, by the way, what do we have coming up uh, this Friday night, Paul, on Retro Spectrum Radio? Uh, this Friday night, we are going to do same title, different song. Which he mentioned uh, just the other day. 
Yes. Yeah. Well, it's good to yeah, ask again. And, uh, I, I've got some uh, sweet ones on deck, man. I mean, you know, it's not going to be, I mean, I was going to say obvious ones, but. Airway to heaven and right I didn't look it up. It, there aren't really that many obvious ones, but. Right. I found a website, dude, who it's this guy and he, <laughs> he's got like, it's like 5,009 songs that have the same title. <laughs> five five thousand and nine song titles that he has, where it's multiple songs, and this guy is strictly by the book too. It is not like um, uh, "Escape" the Pina Colada song in in parentheses because that's the title of the song. Yeah. So that song does not match up with a song called "Escape" in general. So it's all the exact words in every single song is the song title. And, uh, you know, I don't know how many we're going to do, man, because they're, I mean, I'm, we definitely can't do 5,000 in, in two and a half hours. So I'm thinking we'll probably reduce that list to probably about 20, 20 different song titles. And we might have the great uh, Mr. Clayton in there with us. Oh, wow. That would be very cool. Which, that'll, that'll which, be which first. Clayton? Kyle? Yes, Kyle. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> The great Clayton, the young, the younger. No, I love Kyle, of course. Yes, very nice. Very yeah, nice. John Clayton is booked to come in and do Retrospectrum Radio for a while now, but he's a very busy man, mm. so it's kind of undetermined. And yes, I'm getting cash. Uh, it's very undetermined uh, when he will be in, but he definitely has promised that he will be in to join us, Matt. Well, good. Well, very good. Yes, right. he's uh, in the works right now, uh, giving me a list of all his favorite songs that mean something to him. Okay. And uh, as soon as we get that list together, we'll produce a show, and we'll have uh, John Clayton. But in the meantime, I love Kyle, so that's, oh, that's good enough for me. Of course, yes. All right, when you have John Clayton, the great John, the great Clayton Sr. on, just go for the, the Manchester connection to the song Inagata De Vida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I no, bet I was he'll play know. Got it a beat a few weeks ago when we did the long song oh. episode. Oh, that's right. That was uh, a <laughs> song that didn't make the cut. Oh, how could it not? Yeah, that is. Uh... Well, because of the other song, we're we, yeah. we're pressed for time, Johnny. Yeah, especially uh, with that theme uh, of the show. Well, all right, uh, Paul. Well, we'll let you uh, get back to your ATM uh, uh, adventures there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm all, I'm all paid in full at the ATM. Now I'm going to uh, the grocery store. Oh, very good. I have a great life. Well, a, a grocery store on Thanksgiving Eve, you, sir, are a braver man than I. That's all right. I, I, I got six vaccinations this afternoon, and I'm wearing underpants on my face, so I'm fine. <laughs> Well, that's that's not what I meant. Uh, I I just meant. Oh, uh, you're going to the Elm Street Market Pass. I just meant it's going to be very busy there. That's all. But uh, but I'm. Well, glad. I'm going to go out to the Bedford one, away from the inner city. So right. hopefully it'll uh, be a little less congested. You can just oh. use the uh, paper mask. That's a good idea, actually. The Bedford one is. is that's where I go. Is it is a lot nicer. Well, all right, Paul. We'll let you get back to it. Thank you so much for the call, my friend. All right. Um, happy Thanksgiving, Matt, and happy Thanksgiving, um, John, and I uh, yeah. hope to see you uh, both very soon. Yes. Yeah, always great hearing from you. Absolutely. And maybe Gene Simmons right, will call in. All right, All right, Paul. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, that was Paul E.C. from Retro Spectrum Radio with Paul E.C. Yes, uh, we should clarify for folks. Uh, so we will be here Friday. Obviously, tomorrow we're off because of the Thanksgiving holiday. 
Uh, for uh, Friday, the station technically is closed, so the offices will be closed. And Peter has, I believe, a classic episode of the morning show lined up to play in the morning here at WMNH. But uh, from 4 o'clock on, it will be business as usual here. I will be here live as will, as far as I know, Rob as a veto for Granite State of Mind, and then Retro Spectrum Radio from 7.30 to 10 p.m. with uh, Paul E.C. And I have the honor and privilege of being one of Paul's co-hosts on that show, along with Dan Randlett and DJ Steve. And um, a couple of guesses, by the way, in the Facebook live chat. So Thomas Bennett, better known as DJ Loud, uh, he says uh, he was guessing the Flash Gordon theme. Uh, nope, that is not my favorite Queen song. And Scott Robinson says, Matt, did Metallica cover your favorite Queen song? Uh, I don't believe that they have. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, well, I was going to say a little bit more, but it might be, it might, I might have given too much of a clue. So uh, I will say no more than that. But, uh, but no, uh, I, 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 unless there's a cover of it that I'm not aware of. Because I do remember they covered a Queen song, but I don't remember what it was. But it wasn't the one that is my favorite. Um but uh, 603-250-6007 is a number if you'd like to chime in, 603-250-6007. John Hopwood is here with us, and we will be joined in the second hour by Mike Sutterth for his weekly Tweakonomics segment. Also, uh, Friday on the show uh, for our weekly classic film review, our friend Eric Pilcher in uh, Cedar Rapids, Iowa. This week he's reviewing Mean Streets, which I've never seen. I'm sure you've seen that, uh, John. Yeah, it's a masterpiece. Is it? Yeah, I've never seen it. I'll, I'll have to watch that. Uh, Scott Robinson is guessing Stone Cold Crazy. Nope, it is not that. Uh, but we'll say hello to everybody in the Facebook live chat. Mike Pelopita joins us in there. Uh, Mike from another one of our great sponsors, Queen City Cabinetry in the historic Sunbeam Mall. Easy G, Eric Gagnon is in the chat room. Uh, and says, yeehaw, happy Thanksgiving. Also, uh, Rocky Huber joins us and says, we missed you, Easy G. Um, Jenny is in the chat and says, I miss Easy and Shalom Peeps. Um, Mel McMell joins us in the uh, chat room and says, guess who hasn't blocked Mel McMell? I think I can guess. Who's Mel McMell? Mel McMell. You've never heard of Mel McMell? Mel McMell. Who's Mel McMell? From the great state of Vermont. Uh, that's all I can say. We're, Unless she wants to reveal more details. Oh, uh, not that. It's not that, Mel, if that's what you're thinking. It's a different Mel. <laughs> uh, Crystal Goodspeed uh, Korea. What a great name. Crystal Goodspeed Korea. Uh, I hope I'm saying that correctly. Uh, she says, Happy Thanksgiving from Illinois. First time I catch your show live uh, instead of a day or two later. Whoa. Hello, Crystal. Uh, Illinois is a great place. I spent a lot of time there when I was a kid. Illinois? No, the S is silent, my friend. How dare you? Because you know, when I was a kid, you know, my parents split up when I was pretty young, and then my mom moved back to Illinois because she grew up in Chicago, and then I would spend the summers out there with her. And so. what did you call your mother? Did you call her mom? I called her Ma. Yeah, I called my mother Ma. It seems like Irish Ma. Yeah. Ma. Now, now I call her Mom. But growing up, I called her Ma. <laughs> we call I call her Ma to the day she passed. And uh, uh, your friend, uh, one of your biggest fans, uh, Rosanna McMahon, is in the Facebook live chat. Hello. And we have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hello, Matt. This is Gene Simmons. <laughs> Holy smoke! Who the fuck? Gene Simmons of Kiss. How are you? I'm doing just great, Matt. Thank you. I was just cruising on street and listening to your show. In and I limo? heard the uh, contest you have going on for uh, your favorite Queen song. 
Yes, that's right, Gene Simmons of KISS. I would like to take a guess if I could. Uh, it would be my honor, sir. What is your guess? Calling Dr. Love. <laughs> well, Gene... Uh, this is a, a little. Uh, this is a little embarrassing. This is a little awkward. No, that's but... okay. You don't have to congratulate me. I know I'm correct. Well, no, actually, you see, Gene, uh, maybe you're. Uh, maybe you need some of that ginkgo ginkgo mm, biloba yeah. for your uh, memory. Uh, that's actually your song. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's your song, Gene. Oh, I'm sorry. That is my song. I thought you mentioned it. <laughs> He's under a lot of stress. You remember the time the homeless man? Oh, I remember that. Outside. Yes. Boy, yeah. that was that was so, embarrassing. They still got the indictment. Out that's there. that's right. Yes, yes. You have another guest, uh, Gene Simmons of Kiss. Yes, does the Queen song that you like uh, have the word word uh, crazy in it? It does not. It does not. That's a good song. Does it have the word fat in it? It does not. Does it have the word gaga in it? It does not. <laughs> well, then I did. I'm not settled if it's calling Doctor Love. <laughs> well, well, maybe, maybe it is. There might be an alternate universe where, in fact, that is a Queen song. I can. Let me ask it. you something. When yes. is Gene Simmons ever wrong, except for when Paul Stanley is in the room? <laughs> That's the only time, Gene. Well, there was the flirtation with Donald Trump, uh, Mr. Simmons. Um, mm. We don't like to talk about that. The Apprentice. And by the way, Matt, as uh, you mentioned a few weeks ago on, a sh on your show, uh, you were discussing how many women I've slept with. Yes. Yes, I just want to let you know that I've slept with roughly 5,000 women in the Illinois area alone. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. You've probably uh, met my mother. But, uh, oh my God, Matt! I could be his son. I mean, I, I kind of look like my dad, but come to think of it, I kind of look like Gene, Gene Simmons. Simmons. The, 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 yeah, you do. I actually do. Well, let me tell you something. If you look like me, it's an honor to look like Gene Simmons. I don't have your it's tongue. Good. Yeah, I, I have a normal sized tongue, but uh, wow, wow, what a this is uh, this is great. I'm just gonna, I think going forward, I'm just gonna pretend that you're my dad. Yes, and also too, Matt, those who are not native to Illinois. Mm -hmm. They actually pronounce it Illinois, thinking that's the proper pronunciation. But if you go to Illinois and you bang some of the women that I did, you'll see that they actually pronounce it Illinois. Well, that's... Wow, that's, all uh, the noise. That's, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's good to know. That's good to know, Gene Simmons of KISS. That's right. Yes. And me and the boys have made a lot of Illinois in Chicago. I... <laughs> <laughs> just, a, just a little joke. Uh, yeah, I understand. That's excellent. Very good. Right. All right, rock on, boys. I want to wish you a very merry Thanksgiving and happy holidays and all that other stuff. I'm going to have a few cocktails now with Shannon. Uh, oh, I don't believe you. You don't, but you don't drink, Gene Simmons of Kiss. That's that's your thing. Oh, okay. All right, very good. Well, all right, Gene. Enjoy. Thank you for the call. We're not worthy. All right. All right. <laughs> bye bye. Rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. right. We are not wow. worthy. Gene Simmons of Kiss. Um, Joe Friday says, does it have mama? I shot a man. No, it does not. No, it does not. And Rosanna McMahon says 5,000 women. Maury says you are the father. <laughs> uh, Joe Friday says very much looking uh, forward to the miracle on Elm street. Uh, we'll try to be hanging out there all day with you guys. Uh, you guys are awesome. Thank you. Uh, Johnny Friday or, uh, yes, Joseph Friday, rather. I'm sorry. Johnny Friday is someone else. Um, let's see. 
just want to make sure you don't miss anybody in here. Oh, Chris Rose from the great state of Massachusetts joins us. Chris Rose. Hello, this, Chris. He uh, always claimed that he wrote Hey Joe. Chris Rose claims that? Yeah, he was a folk singer. Oh. There's uh, all sorts this of... This is a uh, different uh, Chris Rose, I think. He's not Chris Rose, the musician. I think Chris Rose might have passed. Uh-huh. He'd be in his late 70s. Yeah, no, uh, definitely a different... Uh, this Chris Rose is actually alive. See, it was it was a, based on traditional... Uh, traditional song that and uh, oh. people would come out with it and they'd put their own, you know, songwriting credit on it. Uh, Wayne Noel joins us from the great state of Michigan. Hello, Wayne. Oh, we've got some good uh, Midwest uh, representation. That's good. Uh, let's see. Now, Michigan is the Badgers, right? Oregon's the Beavers. So is it the Badger State? Because Oregon's the Beaver State. I have no idea. Or do you think like some place like you know like uh, uh, Manitoba would be the Beaver Province? I don't know. To hear Gene Simmons of Kiss tell it, it sounds Il- like Illinois, Illinois. is the uh, Illinois. Beaver. Illinois is the Beaver State. Uh, Rosanna says Sleepy Joe. I don't know if I'd call him that after the infrastructure bill that was just signed. Well, he might be a bit tired after that, though. Well, um, uh, some people call that the. Uh, <laughs> They call that the, uh, what would you call it? Political Patronage uh, Mm -hmm. Act. Boy. Yeah. Pork. Oh, of course. Lots of people are going to get rich. Absolutely. Uh, Charles Richardson joins us from the Charles Richardson Show in the great state of Florida. Florida. Uh Huh? What? (laughs) Florida. Florida, yes. Yeah. Uh, You're using all these white bread pronunciations. Oh, uh, well, you know, I'm a white guy from New Hampshire. <laughs> you need a twang. Florida. Florida. I've never heard it pronounced that way in my life. That's because you're not uh, amongst the twangs. <laughs> I guess I'm not. Who the hell do you think votes for Trump? You know, <laughs> got the big bobbing apples. Well, apple. that's I'm not Adam's apple. I'm not. Uh, going, yeah. I'm not going to disagree with you. Yep, certainly, yep, yep. it is the holidays, so I'm trying to be kind. Yeah. Uh, Charles says uh, we all need we need a all non-action Jackson show. Wow. Action Jackson. Well, our friend that was uh, a bomb forty years ago, I, wasn't it? I remember that. That was Carl Weathers. Yes, it was. Yes, he deserved better. After having to put up with uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone. And Jackson Harris is in the Facebook live chat as well. You know, Stallone's only five foot six. Um, Thomas Bennett, also known as DJ Loud, says, hello, guys. I hope you all have a great Thanksgiving holiday. Thank you, Loud. Loud uh, has had COVID recently, so I hope he's feeling better. Yeah. Hope you're feeling better. Have you gotten uh, your booster yet, Matt? Yes, I did. Which one did you get? Did Pfizer. I was just, uh, my VA uh, doctor said to go with the Moderna. What did you get initially? Well, I got J&J initially. Oh, okay. Right, right. Because of my, at the time, about because of having asthma and the uh, conditions I had. Yes. It wasn't effica- as efficacious, but it had a broader uh, protection of certain. Well, from what I've conditions. read, there is a theory that seems to be becoming more accepted, I suppose, that uh, mixing and matching with the vaccines right. might actually be an advantage. Yeah, I've been reading that. That's that started coming out of England. But my do- my uh, physician said, you know, the mRNAs they do start fading, which doesn't su- it doesn't surprise me because I think I get a I get a flu shot all the time since I was fifty because I had elderly parents, and you know you don't expect that to last forever. But once you get 
a Moderna or the Pfizer, it'll go back up to 95% or mm-hmm. in the high 90s. Oh, yeah. But yeah. it is. It's, you know, we're, one of the things we're finding out about this stuff, it's all new. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to get mine as uh, soon as possible. Yeah. Because he also said there's a big outbreak here in New Hampshire. Nobody's wearing masks. Right. And the state's not doing anything. Uh, yeah. I still um I still put a mask on when I go into a store, but I'm going to start again. Yeah. I I had stopped for a little bit, but you know, then I noticed um, you know, the signs popping back up on some of these storefronts where they want you to wear a mask and you know, my attitude has always been respect the business. I mean, I'm I'm a masker anyway. With this, but once I um, once I had my second dose of Pfizer, you know, I kind of was yeah. like, well, you know, I guess I don't need to do it anymore. But right. then I started doing it again because, um, well, it's picking up in the Midwest and yeah. New England. For some reason, though, the South it, it isn't as coming in as badly. Well, but look what's going on in Germany. Well, in the South, it's warm, so they're not all right. You know, we're all going back inside. Right. Just like last time. Yeah, it's bad it, in, in coming in November, late November and on. Yeah. Well, I was talking yesterday on the show, too, about, you know, they have these uh, these pills now. Merck has one, and does Pfizer have the other one? Who has the other one? You know, these um, these pills that they're going to be able to give you. If you have COVID. If you have COVID, um, and apparently they're highly efficacious in terms of present, preventing extreme sickness and death. The only problem is you got you to gotta start on it early. Yep. After you've been tested for it, after you test positive, you have to start on these medications early. And as we're in, what I was saying yesterday is as we're um, begin our venture into this year's cold and flu season, you know, a lot of people who, you know, at, at the first sign of illness, they're going to say, well, you know, I feel like I'm getting a cold or something. You know, they're not going to necessarily get tested right away. I was told today the urgent care at the VA a medical center. We don't have a hospital. We have a medical center. Mm-hmm. We don't have an emergency. We have an urgent care center. Is uh, full of people that have COVID. Yeah. Uh, yep. Um, so I think it's you know it's going to be a rough winter. Unfortunately, I mean we're right. only nationally we're still only at 50, sixty. Not, I thought we were not 60. even. Last I knew it was actually fifty nine percent. So people, it just it just plateaued up. People have been rounding it up, but yeah, fifty nine percent. Well, and, I, um, I, you know, I disagree with you about Governor Sinner. I don't think he did such a great job. The job he did, anybody would have done, and I don't think he's doing much right now. Well, what is he doing? Uh, yeah, well, right now, I... He's uh, going around and, uh, you know, smiling at people. Are you surprised, by the way, that he's not running for Senate? Yeah. Yeah, me too. It seemed like all the energy was uh, was with him to run. Mm, yeah, and that made sense of some of the stuff he did, uh, moving away some moderate positions. Right, right. And uh, Mike Sutterth is here with us. Did I see you today at Market Basket? The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. At Kroger, we believe local produce shouldn't be hard to find. That's why we work with local farms right in our own backyard to bring the fresh produce you love to our stores. 
From homegrown watermelon that makes your mouth water to crisp corn picked right around the corner. Come pick out some yourself, because shopping for local produce should be as easy as shopping at your local Kroger. Kroger, fresh for everyone. When? So I didn't. No. <laughs> I look just like you, but as I was saying hello to them, I said, is that him? <laughs> Tall, tall he, handsome guy, right? <laughs> he was tall, and he he had you basically your face, but all of a sudden he said, I thought it was you, and I said, hey, how are you? And, I, and he's saying, oh, how are you? And I realized he's not really recognizing me. <laughs> you never saw me here. <laughs> yeah, I always, And I can't remember your real name. I always say, I was going to say, Aren't you Grant? Hi, Grant. No, sorry, I can't say that. Well, I probably could. You yeah, I'd answer, to that. I'd answer to that. Absolutely. I never thought I was going to be embarrassed to say Grant. <laughs> well, I mean, if I had said it, it's not you. <laughs> yeah. It nope. was one of those things. I thought it was you. And then all of a sudden, he's saying hi. You realize, uh-oh. <laughs> I don't think it, it's not him. I always find that awkward when I think I know somebody and I say something to them and it turns out they're not who I thought they were. So I just don't even, like, I gave up on that years ago. Like, un- yep. if I see someone in public I, I know or I think I know, unless I am absolutely sure, I do not engage. <laughs> you wait You wait for the, hey, man, what's up? I do. I do. I just find it so, like, to be, it's like the most awkward thing in the world when, when, you, when you think you know someone and it turns out it's not them. You know, it's weird, and we've talked about it before is when you're out on the street in, here in Manchester and people come up to you and they know you mm-hmm. and they think they know you. You don't know who they are because yeah. they've either seen you on TV or people know me from my voice, from mm-hmm. being on your show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, and they start talking to you and they like know you. Right. Because they've been listening to your stories and everything. You don't know who they are. And they kind of, you're getting the impression that they think you know who they are. Right, right. Because maybe they did call in, but right. you don't know the face. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the price of fame. I mean, how do you think Matthew McConaughey feels when he goes to a Dallas Cowboys game? You know, they're like, hey, Matthew, how are you doing? Right, right, yeah. <laughs> I'm he's, fine. Well, he's going to declare for governor now, I guess. That's well, what I heard. Yeah. Well, the polling data shows he's actually got a shot at it. Yeah. But, uh, well, it won't be the first time we've elected a celebrity with no prior government experience, just high office. Yeah, so. who's the wrestler in Minnesota? <laughs> ah, Jesse Ventura. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was, that, back then it was a novelty, and I guess there was, uh, who, Al Franken was another one that uh, kind of blew yep. my mind and yep. back before I ever followed politics. I'm like, well, that's Ron- Al Franken from SNL, dude. Yeah, yeah. Ronald Reagan was elected governor. He had never been in political office, but he had been a un- head of the union. And he had yeah. been politically active as a liberal before he became politically active as a conservative. Mm-hmm. I never knew that. That's fascinating, dude, that he was a, a, he was a union organizer. He was <laughs> the head of the Screen Actors Screen Guild. Actors Guild. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, he was I'm a real bleeding heart uh, le- uh, Democrat. Wow. Yeah. Well, FDR, Harry Truman, against, uh, against McCarthyism and that. Well, they say when you're young, if you're not a liberal, you don't have a heart. And if you're not a conservative, as an older person, you don't have a brain. But. Well, that was Clemenceau, <laughs> the French premier, mm-hmm. who was like 900 years old when he said it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we're going to, uh, we're just past the top of the hour. So what we're going to do is we're going to go to a break. Uh, we're going to play a little song and uh, show some love to our sponsors. And then when we come back in hour number two, we'll have Mike's uh, Tweakonomics segment. Are you uh, sticking around, John? Why not? I I I, I hey, whatever. spent the seventy five cents of hey, a meter. Whatever happened to Kyle? By the way, I thought Kyle was coming in too. He had to go back to work. Oh, okay, gotcha. Oh, yeah, it's a busy night there. I oh, assume. yeah, he's doing a double shift. So oh, okay. they let him off for my show. And he was going to say hello, yeah. but you know, 
your show doesn't start like on the minute. So he couldn't say he was there, but oh, you know, yeah, he yeah, couldn't yeah. wait eight minutes because the ride was ready for him to take him. Okay. No, that makes sense. Yeah. I didn't even think of that because yeah. he works at the restaurant. All right. So what we're going to do is, uh, so in honor of, again, it's the 30 year anniversary of the passing of uh, Freddie Mercury and Eric Carr. Uh, so I opened with uh, a Kiss song that uh, Eric uh, sang lead vocal on. And now I'm going to play my favorite Queen song of all time. And no one guessed it. No one guessed it. Do you have, what's that? Well, I always call the speakers the wall. <laughs> yes, I, I will put it on the speakers. Do you have a guess, uh, Mr. Sutterth? I want to break free. No, no. That's a good guess, though. No one else guessed it. <laughs> all right. Well, here it is, my friends. I'm not even going to intro it. I'll just play it, and uh, you'll recognize it immediately. And um, I might not. Ah, you will. <laughs> you will. Trust What's before me. 1991? Well, yeah. Well, he was still alive. I thought he he died in 19. He died in 91. 91. 30 years ago. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't. It's not from that last album that, oh, they, okay. that they did. If that's what you mean. Yeah. All right. More unleashed coming up. Don't go away. Welcome back. It's our number two numero dose of Matt Connerton Unleashed, and we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in downtown Manchester, New Hampshire, also on Comcast 97 if you're in Manchester. And hello to all of our online listeners from across the nation and around the globe. And you can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, etc., etc. Today is, uh, well, it is Thanksgiving Eve, November 24, 2021. I do want to remind you, of course, that we are proudly sponsored by the Hop Knot in the Brady Sullivan at 1000 Elm Street, right across the street. And tonight at the Hop Knot is the pre-Thanksgiving karaoke party. So that starts at 8 p.m. and it's going until midnight. So 8 p.m. to midnight tonight at the Hop Knot, the pre-Thanksgiving karaoke party. So you'll want to uh, think about swinging in for that, for some karaoke and some delicious gourmet pretzels, some craft beer, and so on. Also, too, don't forget, uh, next week, December 2nd, is the Miracle on Elm Street. We're going to be live at Bonfire beginning at 7 a.m., for the morning show. This show will be live there also, and I think we're going to be doing some live broadcasting in between as well, so that's going to be an all-day event uh, beginning at 7 a.m. with the morning show and concluding with this show. And actually, um, I think it's okay to announce this. Peter texted it to me earlier. The band Scalawag is going to be uh, closing out the day at the bonfire immediately after my show. So uh, really looking forward to that. It's a, a very big deal, the miracle on Elm Street, and um, people are being very generous, which is Wonderful to see. Uh, John Hopwood is here at the news desk. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and uh, Mike Sutterth has joined us on the couch for Tweakonomics. I am here. Yes, yes. And uh, I want to remind all of you, if you'd like to chime in with anything uh, during the discussion that we're about to have, 603-250-6007 is the number. 603-250-6007. You can also text me at 
617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at MattConnerton.com. And, of course, you can interact and opine in the Facebook live chat. But the best thing to do is to give us a call at 603-250-6007. And, by the way, hello to our friend uh, Texas Mike, Ooh. who has uh, entered the Facebook live chat. No, no, the uh, Facebook live chat. Well, that would be one way to handle having two women at once. What? He goes into a seminary. Right. Whoa, wait. What? Mikey's what? got two women at once? Oh, yeah. Oh. What do they call that? A closed uh, well, triangle? By, by going into the seminary, <laughs> he can avoid inseminating them. Oh, yeah. I see. Well, that would make it an inseminary. Ooh. Oh. If he oh. takes them with him. Or would it make it an Handmade. Or no, it would make it an in inseminary because he wouldn't be able to inseminate. It would make it an in inseminary. In I can't say it. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't and, do it. <laughs> an in inseminary. Yes. Yes. Well, if you're listening, Texas Mike, we're just jealous. <laughs> no, that uh, no. Twice as twice I, as uh, much, twice as much complaining. I was going to use a B. Oh no! Oh no! Wow, that would be uh, that would be just. Uh, I think terrible. the FCC would be very proud of you guys right now. <laughs> ah, you I, know what? Uh, my brother, who was in the military, he was in Africa a lot on uh, missions. The happiest man he ever met was in uh, uh, Sierra Leone. He had four wives and 33 kids, and uh, he was quite happy. And you just think, that means he's got three extra mothers-in-law. Uh, mm. Wow. Where's he in Sierra Leone? <laughs> You've never had a mother-in-law? <clears throat> a... I've never been no. married. Why would I have a mother-in-law? Well, they come even when you're not married. Oh, and well, yes. up and stuff. Yeah, well, that's true. I've had several mother-in-laws. Oh, not at the same time, though. No, not at the same time. No. Right, How right. they turn on you? That would be you. right. How they turn on you when she leaves you? Nah, yeah. <laughs> my first mother-in-law was my college math professor. No kidding. Oh, oh wow. <clears throat> the backstory on that is I was so dreadful at algebra that I had to go to this uh, professor's house, and God bless her soul, she said, you can retake the test um, in the basement with an open notebook, um, which you weren't, you know, you couldn't do that at, in college. Um, and in the process of taking the test and running to the men's room a couple of times, I met her young daughter, and the rest is history. <laughs> oh, very good, very good. By the way, so Texas Mike in the chat says, cannot wait to see Grant play at Pembroke City Limits on Saturday night. Oh, you should plug that. Absolutely, and uh, you had mentioned Scalawag, who's going to be at the Miracle on Elm Street at Bonfire. I'm actually opening for them. They are oh, the headlining great. act there, and... I am beyond thrilled to open for these guys. Uh, Liam and Brian and some of the other guys are, are friends of mine, and I've known them for a very long time. And um, it was just by coincidence uh, when uh, Rob Acevedo uh, booked me for the show, he said, yeah, you're opening for Scalawag. I'm like, I know those guys. Mm -hmm. I've known uh, Liam and those fellas for, for a long time and have seen them several times. So I'm uh, working long and hard and woodshedding to uh, make sure I, I – uh, have my eyes uh, dotted and T's crossed and whatnot. So I'm going to put on a heck of a show. That'll be uh, December, November 27th, 250 Pembroke Street in Pembroke, New Hampshire. It's called Pembroke City Limits. It is BYOB, so load up that cooler and don't be afraid to come and party. Oh, very good, very good. So this Saturday night, excellent. And uh, hello to uh, Rob Dion, who has also <clears throat> entered the Facebook live chat. Well, uh, what do you say, Mike, if you're ready? I'll go ahead and hit the intro here for your uh, Tweakonomics. By all means. i got a couple of things lined up for you all. All right. Here we go. Good evening, Manchester. My name is Mike Sutterth, and I am blessed to have this segment on Matt Connerton Unleashed called Tweakonomics. 
I tried to put the tweak in tweakonomics, or the tweak in economics, I guess. Um, right, you, I, would, you wouldn't need to put the tweak <clears throat> in tweakonomics because it's already there. <laughs> Excuse me, yeah, indeed it is. And I'm sorry I missed you all last night. I pushed it back a day. Uh, I, I was late to begin with, and I wasn't feeling well, so forgive my coughs. Um, but I'm happy to be here with you guys here on our pre-Thanksgiving edition of Tweakonomics. And in fact, let's start off a little lighthearted here. I had written down some things. Do you know when uh, they started pardoning the turkey? This has nothing to do with economics. 1936. 45 is what I uh, had researched. Harry Truman was the guy who started pardoning turkeys, and it's been a tradition ever since. Before that, Calvin Coolidge... Um, I guess how it started and what, what I had gleaned from this. In 1945, excuse me, in 1926, Calvin Coolidge was, and I guess in the previous years, purveyors or, you know, farms would gift an animal, it, not just a turkey. It was on, on Thanksgiving. I, I, most of us probably know Abraham Lincoln was the one who kind of put Thanksgiving as a holiday in place. But uh, Calvin Coolidge in 1926 was gifted a raccoon. Oh, yeah, so that that's really got my wheels turning, and it turns out that back then, you know, possum, people ate raccoon. Protein's protein, brother. Holy <laughs> smokes! Yeah, so Calvin he was Coolidge, from Vermont. He was yeah. good point. So Calvin Coolidge said, "You know what? I'm going to pardon the poor thing because they Aww. they sent this raccoon. And he named it Rebecca and kept it in the White House for the length of his term." <laughs> wow. Like, yeah, they didn't teach me this in in school, dude. They didn't. But I, I thought that was uh, that was funny. So you know, yeah. it, it could have been the raccoon, you know, a, a Thanksgiving Day raccoon. But uh, <laughs> but of course, the, huh. the 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 turkey's prominent because uh, Benjamin Franklin had suggested that as the national bird. And I'm not sure who uh, won out with the eagle. I, I think I'm glad it did. But um, <clears throat> anyway, a little uh, Thanksgiving trivia there for you all. So the next time you see a raccoon, please swerve to the left and don't hit it. Um, and if you do, bring it home for Thanksgiving. Wow. All right. Nothing? No? Okay. Uh, I'm, just trying, I'm just trying to process that someone thought that would make a good pet. Yeah, like, you know. <laughs> oh, so it was sent as a pet. Well, you know, in the White House, they used to have uh, sheep out there to they did. keep that's, the lawn. That's right. That's right. Did they really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Now, did I get my assumption wrong it was sent as a pet? Because I thought it was sent as a Thanksgiving Day protein. Oh, right. And he kept it as a And pet. he said, I'm not going to kill the poor thing. Well, that's well, the thing, so, that he know. thought it would make a good pet. Because, yeah. Because yeah, that, that, that just blows my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he, he said, I'm going to name it Rebecca. And the, yeah. the first White House raccoon was named Rebecca, and he kept it for the length of his term. And I, I guess I'd do the same thing or set it free into the woods. but Both my father was born in 1926, but New Hampshire... Mm -hmm. And my friend Mac, who was an African-American born into legal peonage, sharecropper, 1923, Cape Fear, North Carolina. They both uh, would tell about how good squirrel is. Oh, God. And <laughs> they went through the depression. No fat. And I've eaten people, squirrel before. Yeah. I, I think my father did it for, like, the Boy Scouts <clears throat> or something. But with Mac, you know, that was the state, you know. Yeah. You, you had a 22 Yep. Mine, mine was a similar story when I ate squirrel. I was at a uh, a wilderness camp. You know, right. like a, It wasn't Outward Bound. It was something like that. It was the Canadian version of Outward Bound that 
my parents thought I was a troubled youngster and thought I could <laughs> thought I could use a month or two in the woods under somebody else's supervision and they sent me up to Glacier Bay, just outside of Glacier Bay, and oh. and sure enough, they were like, "Hey, we're having stew tonight. It was two cans of Campbell's soup, and we, we shot a squirrel, and yeah. we skinned it, and oh it, there was nothing else to eat. You know, there was yeah. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. And I don't recall it was gamey or or bad. It was it was something to eat. Mm. Uh, Mike Palapita <clears throat> in the chat wants to know. So, who is the first person that called the turkey Tom? Is Tom a common... Uh... That's a traditional name for, like, an animal like that. Oh. That'd go back into England. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I would guess. Tomcat. Like, Tomcat oh. is, you know, ancient. You see that in literature. But like, a, Tom is, a Tom is the male version. Tom is right. male. Tom yes. means male. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. One of these days, we'll have to have a conversation about what we call groups of animals. We won't do it on Tweakonomics here today, but, you know, like a pride of lions. There's Murder of crows. Murder of crows. Yeah. Is thing. Yep, there's all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Oops. Um, and the list goes on and on. But uh, I'm here to try to enlighten you about economic situations and not the uh, zoology. Uh, <clears throat> you're not Jack Hanna, is what no. you're saying. No. Oh, we have a call. This uh, might be uh, Tom the Turkey. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton <laughs> Unleashed. Who's this? Tom A. Turkey. Mm. Hey, it's Charles. Hey, Charles Richardson. How are you? I'm doing good. I don't mean to interrupt the uh, the Twatonomics, uh, but I do want to go ahead and say uh, Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Well, and, um, yes. If you're not cooking, bless your heart. Unfortunately, I am. So everybody <laughs> that comes over to Thanksgiving, it's going to be like, one of those massive cult disasters. <laughs> so, oh, wow. <laughs> All right. That's why your feet are small, so you can get closer to the stove. Oh. Hmm. That, that is correct. Uh, no, <laughs> but in all seriousness, um, I don't, don't mean to take our main time because uh, I know you guys are going to busy show. But happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Make yeah. sure you baste the turkey two, three times an hour. And I even will say <clears throat> happy Thanksgiving to no, my um, people that don't agree with me or people that have become my enemies. And as go, happy Thanksgiving to you, you old bag. Wow. Happy Thanksgiving to Mr. Cra happy Thanksgiving to Mr. Krabs. Wow. And happy Thanksgiving to Tony D. Wow. Well, that's very nice. Very nice, Charles. Well, Ugly Joe is yeah. the turkey. It took, it, it, took a, it took a lot to get those three names out, but you know what? It is what it is, and I just want to say I don't wish any harm on anybody. Uh, so hopefully, everybody has a festive Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Are you uh, are you doing a show tonight, Charles? Are you going to be on live? He's I booking. Am doing, I am doing a show. Karen is not because that's Karen. But okay. I am doing a show. The show must go on, <clears throat> and then Friday is our Friendsgiving show. So uh, if uh, my mixing board short circuits because of turkey grease, I know that um, I'm insured. Wow. Well, all right. Well, very good. Very good. So the Charles Richardson Show will be on live tonight, uh, 7 to 9 p.m. Excellent. Excellent. Well, all right, Charles. Well, I'm very I'm very glad you uh, called. And if we don't, don't get a chance to talk, uh, happy Thanksgiving to you. Thank you very much. You guys have a good one. All Thank right. you, man. All right, my friend. Take care. And to our Native American friends, happy un-Thanksgiving Day. Well, yes, there is that. But that was very nice of Charles. He, he actually wished Crazy Joe, Mr. Krabs, and Tony D 
Uh, a happy Thanksgiving. I think that's wonderful. That was very it, it, diplomatic of him. I appreciate yes. that. I, I do want to correct it. The show is called Tweakonomics. I thought I heard yeah. something different there, but yeah. just to, you know, I'm hard I actually I actually hit the dump uh, button on, <clears throat> oh, what, okay. on what you think you heard because yeah. I, I think I heard that too, and I was like, eh, mm. I don't know. <laughs> it's okay. I don't know, but we love Charles. He's yeah, no, I, I, I and he made up ground there very well for me. So I realized that the FCC governs your job. Yes, yes, that right. particular. Uh, even a variation. Let's not even talk about even it. Even a variation of that word. I, I, I could bring in some dancers and we call it twerkonomics. I, well, that, <laughs> even that might be, uh, I, I, that wouldn't get me in trouble with the FCC, but it'd get me in trouble with somebody else. Uh, so maybe, maybe, maybe not that either. Uh, Miley Cyrus, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, please. Well, actually, I'd have a big celebrity. Uh, that would be. I, I, I would need to get a, a triple vaccinated. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, little blue cream will clear that up. She's but. A, <laughs> Very, very talented woman. <laughs> well, that, that does open up the line, 603-250-6007. Well done. The studio uh, would be uh, mad at that, huh? Wow, we went rocketing skyward here on Tweakonomics <laughs> right off the bat. So Tweakonomics. So I genuinely don't know if John realizes that she has a song called Wrecking Ball or if that was a coincidence. I know. Oh, you do know? Okay. Yeah. Well, he hasn't bought new music they since They actually, the John Hopkins, uh, you know, in their propaganda to go get your uh, mRNA vaccine uses the her, the visual trope of her bare-bottomed on a wrecking ball. Ah. But, you know, it is something I've seen. I do know about Miley Cyrus. Okay. Well, very good. Very yeah, good. I always like freaks. You know, I did two episodes of the movie Freaks. <laughs> okay. I like it. <laughs> what else you got, Mike? I like it. So uh, I'm glad we started off in a jovial vein here, um, <clears throat> kind of being happy about stuff. I want to touch on a cu couple of things, and I will try to keep it light here because we've got Thanksgiving coming up here tomorrow, and tonight is a big night. Did you guys used to go out on Wednesday night before Thanksgiving? I was just telling a friend of mine, like, gosh, when I was a kid, a kid like college age, Wednesday nights we'd go out mm. and stand, in, it was like St. Patrick's Day. We'd stand in line to get into places, and you know, just to have a couple of drinks and chase girls and whatnot. But uh, it doesn't seem like that that's the, no? Yeah, maybe not as much. Now, I, I never really, but I'm, I'm not a partier by nature. Yep. So to me, it was like standing in line to get into a bar is not something I've ever. No, no. And bar. certainly I, I've, I've, I've gotten to that age, you know, even yeah. St. Patrick's Day. If there's a line, I'm not, you know, yeah. I'd love to go say hi to my pals on St. Patrick's Day, but I'm not waiting in line to go in for a drink. Yeah. But, I, I was always the person, if you have a bar, <laughs> It's like Cheers. If you're a bar, that's just the one bar you'll be in for the next 12 years, you yep. know? Unless yep. you meet somebody somewhere. Joe Friday so. in the chat says, Wednesday night before Thanksgiving was the best. Yeah, that is a big uh, that is a big night for, for some people still, I think. But. Is it? Yeah. Well, people come back to town, you know, when yeah. when folks are off to school or Oh, yeah, whatever. you go back You go back home. Yeah, so, you, you know, you hadn't seen somebody in a long time. You could see them on the Wednesday right. before Thanksgiving. Um Anyway, so I wanted to keep it, uh, I want to keep it light, but I, I got upset. I got mad um, talking about economic data here. And some economic data came out, um, the Congressional Budget Office re uh, released a bunch of stuff and um, um, another like number bean counting uh, authority came out with a bunch of numbers. So I try to pay attention to this stuff. I do try to keep it off the show because I think numbers are boring and it's all the peripheral stuff that turns me on and I hope it turns you on too. But one of the things that made me mad is 
uh, a statistic got released and our president and the press secretary came out and said, we have added X number of jobs. This is great news. More jobs added to the economy since, uh, and I don't remember. Low, what, lowest unemployment rate since 1969. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And I kind of assumed that was. The fewest uh, jobless claims. Well, jo- right, right. That is how it's calculated. Fewer right. jo- jobless claims was one. No, high, only 199,000. Uh, un- unemployment claims. So you're right. right. That, that that was the number. So, you know, I smell I smell something. And so <laughs> I look into it. And basically what it, like I wanted to get off my chest was these are numbers being, jobs being added back into the economy that we lost because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I am making an effort not to get political here, but it's like... Um, these are jobs that are being, they're not created. And that, that, that I think was the, the verb. They're right? being Creators recovered, are, not right, created. Right. It's not, it's like we took a dollar out of your left pocket and put it back in your right pocket. It, you know what I mean? It's, it's like if I got furloughed, because, which would happen like yep. uh, in California, like if you're a government worker, you'd go on a furlough because they'd have a recession. Then you'd come back. You're coming back, you know. You're not getting right. a new job. Or, and I, th- I yeah. think most people who, who are even interested in paying attention to this type of stuff, and this is how I know I'm old because it excites me to, like, hear these things. <laughs> you know, when I was a younger man, I, I, I didn't care about the employment numbers and things like that. But, you know, politics will always have a bit of propaganda either side. You know, you're, you're going to sell. It's a sales job, so you're going to give the best presentation you can. But, I, it, like I said, it, it irked me when I heard it in the in in the car on the radio that okay we, we've created jobs you have not no and i mean it's a great thing that unemployment's down that's what they should be boasting but you know to maybe somebody doesn't pay attention to these things they are well we're creating jobs like we've got job growth like and it is job growth but it's not we've not created a sector where this is a booming sector people are going back to work that's an awesome thing um, and whoever's facilitating that, the current administration or whoever, like that's a wonderful thing. Um, but do not be fooled that this, you, green jobs are being created, okay? And this is what really got under my skin because there are politicians who are saying that, you know, this is job growth. It is job growth. It's not job creation, man. And, you know, I was out of work for, I don't know, uh, eight, nine months or something uh, during the beginning of the pandemic because they paid me. <laughs> right. But, uh, but I, I went back to work once once the money stopped, as I would imagine the vast majority of people who lost their job had to go on unemployment or, yeah. or whatever and came back. I went back to work because the money ran out, and that, and for my own personal sanity, uh, there's only so much travel channel I could watch. Um, but my job was not created. You know, It was there all along, and there are still plenty of jobs available. You know, The job market, I, I, came, I came from the HR sphere, and I would not want to be in that business right now because there are still a ton of jobs and nobody to fill them. Mm -hmm. Um, The just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Hi, I'm Frank. I don't like change. And I just saw a billboard for this new BJ's Wholesale Club talking about up to 25% off grocery store prices. Oh, really? What's wrong with paying full price, huh? 
No, sir, I would not join BJ's Wholesale Club. Let's agree to disagree, Frank. Say you do want to sign up to get a $40 digital BJ's gift card. Join the new BJ's Wholesale Club, opening soon in New Albany. Visit bj's.com slash newalbany or the BJ's Membership Center on North Hamilton Road. Limited time offer, new members only. But I just wanted to get that off my chest, and certainly I have my own biases and prejudgments um, politically that, again, I try to avoid on this show. But, but you uh, know, there's the saying, there's lo- what is it? There's a lies, damn lies, and statistics. When you were talking about it, I was thinking about, like, in the 90s, like, oh, we've cut the deficit. No, you haven't. It's just... Well, you, you know, it's 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 getting bigger. You just, you know, have restrained the growth of the deficit. Right, right. Well, yeah. part part of that too is people. A lot of people don't know the difference between the debt and the deficit, and they right. think it's all That's the same right. thing. And, and this is, and again, yeah, this we is, cut the deficit, but the debt. You're exactly right. Right, but, but the, the debt, the debt is always grows. Yeah. Always growing. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, at least from my own experience, is that when you just get old enough that you have nothing else to concentrate on, that you start getting interested in this. Because I didn't know this when I was young. When I was getting educated in economics, I wasn't aware of these kind of subtleties, excuse me, in the sales job that politicians do, um, and to to question people. And I'm talking about both sides. I don't care if it's Ronald Reagan, Bill Clinton, you know, exactly. uh, whoever. They're going to paint the prettiest picture. And it, it's really interesting now that I'm paying attention on my older years to this, and this show has helped me pay more attention to it, um, that... You know, when you say it's not job cre- creation, it's job growth, and it is growth. Um, it's like saying that this new um, Build Back Better plan is paid for, right? We hear that a lot. Mm-hmm. It, it's paid for in the deficit going forward. Right. So it's, it's planned, but it's not It's not like they wrote the check and said, okay. Adding this, to the debt. Yep. It, exactly. It's adding to the debt, but they're going to say it's not going to cost a dollar. It's just plain old not true. And I would have no problem if they said this is what's going to cost. Tell me the truth. Because I think my intelligence is getting insulted, but that's just because I'm paying attention to it. And you know, there's probably 80% of the country that, you know, doesn't pay attention to it. Uh, but this is the fine line of politics and economics, and I get jazzed about that stuff. I, you know, um, like I, I like to think that I'm not getting bamboozled. Um, you know, how I make a difference in that is to talk about it. Number one, right, right. Uh, number two is like, hey, if you don't like it, vote differently, or you know, run for office. Uh, I'm, I'm not here to give. Uh, my biases or prejudgments, and everybody does it. You know, everybody. John Claude, John Claude Hopwood, county commissioner. Yeah, let's fight. Let's fight waste, fraud, abuse, and corruption together. That went over well. I was telling him <laughs> earlier. I thought his uh, campaign slogan was a little wordy. Right, it I should have wordy. used "Hooray for me" and "You." That but, worked for Trump. Yeah, yeah. Well, not a, a, a variation of that, I well, suppose. Yeah. yeah. I guess, yeah. <laughs> Well, he, you, he has you, money. He can get, you know, the PR people. You and I need to talk off the record because I, I was going to go off uh, on, onto a tangent here that I've decided I'm going to run for office. Oh, no kidding. Oh, Which geez, office? Uh, I don't know. I've got it. You know, is it school board? Is it alderman? I don't know. I just think it would be it'd be fun to find out and to educate myself um, on the process. You know, if you I, think you're going to go campaign and educate people about issues you care about. Good luck. Because they don't care. <laughs> And what you're talking about is people don't get into the numbers. They listen to the sound bites. They don't have the time. Mm-hmm. They're listening to the sound bite for the spin. You know? All right. Well, right. I guess let's talk about it for a second because I, I, yeah. I was. I was, I was talking to somebody, and I'm friends with some, with some people. And I don't want to mention the names because that 
Well, maybe it'll bring phone calls, so I should. We, we don't mention. Well, we don't. Man. We don't. Oh, that's right. You don't. No as, as a public service organization, you don't. Okay, but I, I know a couple of people in in city politics, and I started talking this and that, and they're like, "Hey, if you're so jazzed about it, why don't you run for, let's say, school board?" And I said, "Well, my two kids are grown; they're not in school anymore, or, or locally here anyway." Um, well, you can still run. Why don't you do it? And I'm like, I would never do that. Like, it costs money, and I probably wouldn't win. And they'll find out that, you know, I've seen 100 dead shows, and I've probably smoked some stuff that I shouldn't have a long time ago. And I don't think that would matter. I don't think any of that would matter around here. Yeah. And then, you know, there was the the girl in college that, well, I thought it was a girl. It turned out it wasn't a girl. Like, that comes out. Well, that uh, that'll make you on Quran. Yeah. That, of, that, the, that, of the pit. So maybe now's my time, right? Yeah. I think so. I think so. But um, but I I I I'm half tongue in cheek here. But uh, to learn about the process, you know, mm-hmm. go through it to learn about the bloody process, so I could know what I'm talking about. Um, but that has nothing to do with economics. That's the political side of things. But I could speak to some economic things that I don't like. You know, the tax cap and stuff like this. I do pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, but see, it, it you know, politicians don't get into that stuff. There was a wonk, and he lost. You know, he did talk about stuff. We're not going to mention any names. Right. It's just, you. it's it's puffery. It's just yeah. generalities. Well, it want. sounds like performance. And it as, is. as a part-time musician, I, this might be right up my alley. You That's know? what mm-hmm. David Bowie said that, uh, yeah, there's a big connection between uh, politics. Uh, uh, because there was a thing in the, you know, he was the second generation of, you know, the real rock stars of the 60s. Yes. Even though it was the rock of the 50s and the early 60s. Mm-hmm. That went under with Paola, but then you had the Beatles, the Stones, Dylan, and everything, mm-hmm. and there was the big political. There was a big political angle to it, which Dylan just wanted to keep away from, even though yes. his lyrics, stuff, he actually. did not want to be a messiah. Where Lennon just threw himself in towards yes. the end and uh, into all sorts of radical causes. Sure. And then Bowie was talking about it because they're the next generation, and it's like uh, postmodernism. Mm-hmm. They're just, you know, it's the, the going to come in and the irony of you know, Ziggy Stardust, which is yes. one of the greatest albums made. Absolutely. And uh, he he talked about because when uh, that that actually rock stars are kind of like politicians in because there's a dynamic in a crowd. And he said in his Playboy interview of '75, Hitler was the first rock star. He put on a country as a concert, as a rock concert. Which, when you really think about it, because he's talking yep. about the dynamics of people going into like those stadiums, and you see the movies, and absolutely. All, and he's a star, and he's you know acting like Lawrence Olivier playing Richard the Third, absolutely you know, Shakespeare. I, I like and that yeah, angle on it, yeah. man. It's true. I mean. I had mentioned it's I'd a seen, performance. Yeah, it yeah. is, and and having seen, gratefully, have seen the Grateful Dead, uh, you know, a hundred times is my estimation. But it was like going to church. It was, you know, it, they were up yeah. there doing their improvisational music thing, is what I got out of it. But you know, the people were enthralled. You know, people weren't it's now people. Cult. People were talking. You know, you could see a concert now. People talk and they have their phones out and doing all this. And, like we were there with my, as I remember, my my mouth open, you know, watching like my gosh, and I likened it like to going to church, and of course my parents were like, well, they got you wrapped around their finger, huh? You you'd pay for those mm. tickets no matter. what. I'm like, oh, no right. matter what. Yeah. And then so, you went to see the Jerry Garcia band too when he, <laughs> I when he didn't. would do it when, the, when they weren't touring, they Jerry would be out there. Now what yeah. what's funny in retrospect to to go down this rabbit hole is Jerry Garcia was not. Hey everybody, how you doing? I'm glad you came tonight. I wrote this next song. This was what was going. On. He didn't say a word, dude. Right. 
the one or two times I heard him say, thank you, good night. That was it. Oh, really? It yeah. was like, oh, my God, he said something. Did he even look or, at the audience? No, he was no. He's looking, you know. We got excited when he yeah. would just, like, kind of bounce up and down, like, wow, he's getting into it. He's losing his yeah. mind. It was literally, you know, we were hanging on every angle or every word that he didn't say. Um, and that's a skill, too. But I, I like the idea that, you know, Hitler was the first rock star because it's the same dynamic. Yeah. Um, and David Bowie, I, <clears throat> excuse me, as you understand, as you said, um, he was an artist before he was a musician. Yes, he and was. And he saw that as a as just another avenue of art. And an awful lot of good uh, musicians or art, you know, uh, musical artists come from that mindset of, you know, Jerry Garcia was also a painter, and right. uh, you know, a lot of people. Frank Sinatra was a painter, believe it or not. Um, mm. That that's what he did in his spare time. He didn't yeah. go home and write music. He went home and painted at night. Uh, around his family so it's the same kind of dynamic anyway the political thing is the people who are successful you know you, as i just think now backwards you know bill clinton was a heck of a performer you know barack obama was yeah. a heck of a performer oh, yeah. yeah arthur miller the great playwright uh wrote death of salesman won the pulitzer prize one of mm -hmm. his books that he wrote was about uh acting uh, politics uh, uh politicians as actors it was just a very small book Mm -hmm. And he commented on the various uh, uh, politicians as actors because Bill Clinton was a great actor. Brando would talk about that. Brando said that the you know the politicians are actors. The only problem was they're very bad actors. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> most of them are There's really lots of jokes bad. in there somewhere. But John yeah, F. Yeah. Kennedy was a movie star. Our friend uh, Bill Cashin had saw saw John F. Kennedy in 1960. You know, he'd light up a room. Yeah. I saw Ronald Reagan. And Bill, Clinton, I saw Ronald Reagan '76 at West High School, and you know I was completely it was post Watergate into the Democrat. Oh, the Republicans are blah blah blah, and this is just a broken down old the TV actor I used to watch on Death Valley days. Mm -hmm. He shook my hand, and he had such charisma. You actually felt warmth come over you, mm. and what they call like ions, like if you're at the sea. Yeah, it was yeah. just amazing. And I turned to Gary Hamer, who's now elected the school board, says. When, why can't we have one like this? And we did with Clinton. Clinton had that charisma yeah. too. He felt and, your pain. Yeah. And uh, oh yeah, they were actors. Yeah. And uh, that, that's putting Dutch Don, Dutch Reagan Don, because he was also head of a union. He was very politically right. ever since he was a young man. Yeah. So, well, and he, he said a lot of, <clears throat> I think Ronald Reagan was one of the first people I voted for when I, I, I think, uh, I'm not looking at the uh, age gap here. But he said things that uh, echoed kind of the founding fathers, right? Like if the if the government get, gets big enough to give you everything you want, it's too big. You know, well, those, a, those type of things. Script, it was like scripted. Mm -hmm. It's very act. He had the, uh, you would call it shtick, an mm -hmm. act. Because one of his great friends as a liberal was Melvin Douglas, mm -hmm. who was mar uh, married to Helen Gahan Douglas, who was a congresswoman. And they ran for Senate, and Nixon beat her by calling her red, the red lady, pink down to her underwear. And Ronald Reagan was a great friend of Melvin Douglas, won two Oscars, by the mm -hmm. way. And he was outraged, too. And later on, he said about his friend, you know, his friend, he says, when he was with GE, they used to give him the, uh, the, the scripts to go out, and mm -hmm. he started believing everything that he said. Mm -hmm. But when you watch Ronald Reagan, you are watching a very a polished performance. And he didn't deviate from the performance either. Uh -huh. And if you asked him a question, like this is 76 in the primary. Yes. He didn't, wouldn't really answer it. He stuck to the script. 
which is a discipline that is great for a politician. It's a skill, Because yeah. when you get pulled off, that's when all hell breaks loose. The only person that ever thrived on that was Trump, who is not really an actor, but was a TV TV but, but personality. You're right. He, he was able to improvise um, his skill. From yeah. my estimation, Trump was being able to improvise and kind of hold an audience without just reading a teleprompter. Or right, but, and that's but without the polish of Ray, Ronald Reagan or, right. you know. And, and it works. I mean, I, I remember being uh, very young. Do you all remember Ross Perot? Oh, of course. <laughs> I voted for him. Oh, you did? I, I did too. Yeah. Oh, you, you did? Oh, no kidding. And why I did, and huh. this must have been the first time I was old enough to vote. And I remember my dad saying, don't 92. vote for Ross Perot. You're going to split the vote. You know, you either go one side or the other. But what I liked about Ross Perot is he was showing me numbers. And I was going to school five days a week. You know, they were pounding me over the head with pie charts and economics and uh, statistics and all this other stuff. And I bought it, whatever he was showing me. But the guy talked funny, you know. He was, he, a little, he was only like five <clears throat> foot four. See, my fa he was, uh, my stepmother was an executive at General Motors, mm -hmm. and my father saw him. General Motors bought, bought his company, EDM, for like $2 billion, which That's was right. a lot. Because it was, uh, I guess you call it computer services at the time. E EDS, wasn't it? EDS, EDS yes. right. And quite a brilliant guy. My mm -hmm. father was <clears throat> just fascinated by him. And in Texas... He really was fighting for education reform. He pointed out one time they spent more money in Texas on 16 millimeter movies shooting high school football games than they did on uh, English instruction. <laughs> and they have a lot of, of you know, people with sec English as second language. Because if you do live in Texas, I was stationed there. The, the, the Baptist preacher is the big guy in town, and then the high school football college. That's right. <laughs> it's true. And I guess they made movies and yeah, sure. Friday Night Lights. But, you know, he really knew his stuff and everything, but he but just it didn't wasn't telegenic. It didn't, right, it didn't translate to uh, somebody like Bill Clinton the who played the saxophone, right? The camera has to like you. Right. I, see, I, I think that, uh, and I know... I know Ideas you, don't. You, you and I have discussed this, John, and I don't remember what your answer was, but I'll, I'd like to hear it again, and I'm curious what, what you think, Mike, because you said you voted for him as well. That was the first election I was old enough to, vo mm -hmm. to vote in. I, I thought about it. I ended up voting for Clinton. But I've always thought if Perot hadn't flaked out the way that he did, remember how he got out of the race? Right after he said he and was threatened. And it was all, threat. and it was, yeah, and his explanations were very strange. And then he got back in because he felt humiliated because everyone was calling him a quitter. I've always believed if he hadn't flaked out and gotten out and gotten back in, if he had just stayed in, I think he could have won. I really believe he could uh -huh. have won. I think he just he drove people away with the getting out and the getting back in. But that first debate, there were three debates. Right. I felt that the second and the third one, Clinton won. But that first debate, Good. I thought Perot killed because he made Clinton and Bush seem the same. They're just politicians, not me. I'm Ross Perot. I'm different. I think that's what I was attracted to too, along yeah. along with the pie charts and and things like this. Yeah. But now did. But remember did, what Clinton did in the second debate? He got kept getting up and moving yes, around. Yes. And Perot, who was small, much smaller man. Yep. His bill sick was six three. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've, I've seen him many yeah. years, and he's still tall. Yeah. But he was physically impressive in those times, and he used that. Yes. To dominate the stage. Yep. Yep. Acting. He no, was very good. And as you pointed out something, he comes from Arkansas mm -hmm. where, you know, uh, you have to unzip your, they're taught in the eighth grade because you know, seldom do you get to high school to unzip your fly to count to 11. Because, you know, <laughs> I guess if you're a woman, you have a different problem. But, well. uh, so he talked with what, 
elocution used to be yeah, taught elocution. how to communicate. And you brought how he made gestures. Yes. Because those gestures, which any performer, any actor or singer would know, gestures actually communicate mm-hmm. with people. Absolutely. It's, it's a form of communication that predates language, too. Shout out, to, like that, shout out to Eddie Mercury. Uh, Freddie oh, Mercury yeah. used to do this, right? Yeah, yeah. It was... Uh, Crazy. Now, wasn't Ross Perot's running mate this Navy guy who yeah, got the, up there and uh, said, Admiral. where am I? Why what am, am I, I doing here? here? Why am I here? I think that's when the thing tanked. James, <laughs> yeah, D- James Denton. J- yeah. Stockdale. Stockdale, right. Yeah, James Stockdale. Denton yeah. was another guy. That Isn't it funny how that's burned in my memory and, you know, not much oh, Why am I here? <laughs> why am I, yeah. What am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> I, f- I felt badly for him. <clears throat> he was bad on television. Perot, I thought, was good on television, but Stockdale was not. It was too bad. But you see, he wanted to sell ideas, and it's, <laughs> yeah. it's we uh, when we used to have back-to-back shows. I ran the thing on both of our shows where you have who, who I just mentioned, the guy who died the day Kennedy was shot, uh, Aldous Huxley, mm-hmm. and you know when you're really famous and you somebody more famous dies, you're no longer on page one when you die, right? Aldous Huxley is being interviewed in 1957 after the 56 presidential election by Mike Wallace. And 56 was the first time television really played a factor. And the famous act, Robert Montgomery, had been Eisenhower's acting coach. He was Elizabeth Montgomery's father, oh, bewitched. Yeah. One, one of my first crushes, along with Mary <laughs> Tyler Moore. But, uh, and he talked about this is going to really change the world. This television and this, sell, you know, performance. <clears throat> It's going to revolutionize politics, which reached its its uh, climax with that TV actor uh, Trump. Yeah, and I'll just say one more thing, and then I'll shut up. But when tr- at the after the end of that election, what you just said that he might have won, mm-hmm. one of the old liberals that became a neocon, I can't. It might have been Potter, said, "Can you imagine? You know, just what you said. He could, might have won, mm-hmm. but just imagine sometime in the near future." It's not this eccentric guy that's like five and a half feet tall, but somebody's like six foot three, six foot four, wearing a beautiful suit and a billion, you know, cause he was a billionaire, which was rare then, a billionaire. Yeah. And think of what he'll be able to do. That's a person that could become president. Cause nobody really, oh, and it did happen. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Except so interesting. Potter's huh. just thinking of somebody more polished. Yeah, than, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah. No kidding. Huh. He saw the future. <clears throat> in a but sense, you got yeah. it. It's performance. Yeah. yeah. So maybe you're but, natural. Yeah, we'll see. Um, it's all. It goes uh, hand in hand with uh, comedy. I've always wanted to be a comedian. Really? And I, I've done an open mic stab one or two. Oh, no kidding. And certainly anybody who knows me for a long enough period of time knows that I exude comedy whether it's re- good or not, I'm not sure. <laughs> but I, um, I, I do it daily, and got to be it's, careful it's, though with politics when you oh, do gosh, comedy yeah. because they they know that you're uh, all that fake sincerity. What did I say? I can't stand earnest liberals. Yes, but er- earnestness. Heard you right. say that for many some times. reason. You know, <laughs> yeah. well, we know he's lying, but he's earnest, and somebody's <laughs> right. just going to tell you like, well, you know, this is the way it is. Yeah. <laughs> But it's it, it's, okay. it, it's uh, it keeps my mind nimble to to do the comedy thing because now it's you know be interesting. It, wh- to see if it one works. of the funny things is to say you can't say that anymore. Yeah, you know somebody says yeah. pick any phrase you want to, you can say well you can't say that anymore. I right. think that's funny. Right, <laughs> right. Oh well, why do you say that? <laughs> It'd be interesting to see if it could work. 
you yeah, know. Yeah, well, we'll give it a go. Um, yeah. um, like I said, I'm, I'm consulting with some folks, and you and I can talk offline here to see if it'll work. But, uh, again, I'm, a, I'm afraid about the uh, shenanigans I did in college <laughs> to see if they'll come back and haunt me. Uh, I doubt it. But, but, hey. but you've, you've done a couple of open mics? Yeah, a long time ago. And oh, no kidding. I think I, it was at Shaskeen, and I started off with some French-Canadian jokes. And oh, silly me, I'm in Manchester, New Hampshire, so right. it didn't fly real good, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm telling Newfie jokes and stuff oh, like this. Oh, wow. No kidding. But it was an open mic, and, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, it didn't work. I'll, I'll stick to the guitar and go into work every day. Um, huh, I'll be damned. I haven't heard a Newfie joke in 20 years. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what makes the Canadians Canadian. feel better. The Canadians <laughs> make fun of the Newfoundland. Yeah. Uh, Newfie Newfies, uh, jokes, yeah. Like we, oh, they're all drunk, eh? <laughs> well, we have a we have a little bit of time left. Yep. Uh, anything uh, you wanted to you want to do one more quick thing? Or? Yeah, please, if I could, I, uh, yeah. just to get off my chest again. This got under my darn skin too when I heard that. Okay, we're opening up the um, strategic oil reserves, right? To so we're going to try to ease gas prices. Which, how do I do this without staying away from politics? I can't. Um, you know, and Bush did, it, Bush did it too, but um, so Biden has announced that he's uh, opening up the strategic oil reserves, I guess. Yeah. Um, and whatever millions, I didn't grab the numbers because I stink at numbers, uh, which probably puts me in the wrong seat here. But I know it's about three days worth of oil. That's That was my point. It was yeah. about three days worth of oil, and it's it didn't just- have to be this way to begin with, but there's your performance part, right? I'm coming out, I'm doing, or the administration, I'm not going to put it on one person. Yeah. Um, that we're doing something to fix the problem. And there's a portion of the population who says, well, there you go. We're, we're, we're doing something here. We're moving the ball. We're moving the dial. They've um, given and, a and then when I heard on a, uh, a show called the, um, well, it doesn't matter. It's another radio station, but oh, you can there was, say it. Uh, it was uh, called the financial exchange that I listen to every morning. Um, it's, uh, it's actually a paid, uh, thing because they're pushing their law firm or their oh, okay. uh, financial yeah. services firm is it's a bro- that's their backstory a brokered uh, so show, they, yeah. they say at the, be- the beginning you know this is a paid you know oh. a- advertisement show gotcha um that they do because anyway it's Cushing and Dolan who they are out of Massachusetts but the two guys who talk on it actually go over a lot of stuff that have economic impact which uh, I enjoy listening to and when they said yeah they're doing this and I'm like yeah that's great and by the way, it's about two days worth of oil. You know, fifteen million barrels of oil or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that'll last a, a week or, or two days, or because the consumption is eighteen million per week, and you know, fifteen. So, and that, you know, I pulled over to the darn side of the road and got out my phone and I said, "Hey, I've got to dig into this," but that irked me because it was. Their point was too that it was put out there to kind of like see we're we're fixing the problem. Yeah, and no, we're not. It's 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 smoke and mirrors. I would guess. I mean, what, well, Biden was, be, sh- was being criticized for uh, uh, reducing uh, uh, drilling, right? And the, he's the, getting the, hit the on that. The land leasing yeah. and the drilling, right. and you know, I love to talk about all that stuff, but uh, it, again, we get roped into politics. And I will leave you guys with this: Thanksgiving is tomorrow. Please, no sex, religion, or politics at the table. Please, no testing people in the garage before you let them into the house. And I'm I'm saying this lighthearted. I heard that people were actually doing this. You know that we're going to have a cocktail party in the garage, and then once we test everybody, we can move into the dining room. And um, the the their point was like, how do we talk about this without getting political? And uh, the person who was talking about her name is Grace Curley out of uh, WRKO in Boston. She's a real sweetheart. Um, but she's like, can't we have one day? Um, because I'm sure everybody has a story. And I have one, too. I was asked to leave. Uh, it was a Christmas uh, 
Christmas Eve, um, the topic of global warming came up, and uh, I said something, and they said something, and they said, well, don't let the door hit you in the butt on the way out. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, really. And Wow. And, and the only reason I remember it vividly is I was adult enough not to kind of respond, you know? Mm. It was, oh, you're asking me to leave. It's your home, and, and I will leave. And But my point being is, folks, don't uh, stay away from sex, religion, and politics um, on Thanksgiving. I mean, it's sex, I guess. And the new dude, cool, and but. the new dude, and the new, I was going to say new dude, the new Dune movie. Oh. There's a lot of bad feelings in some people's parts about that. Well, what can you do? Oh, and, and if I can squeeze this in. <laughs> yes. Stay, yeah. Ladies, stay away from me tomorrow. I have two daughters from two different mothers. They are born one day apart. They're born on August 25th and 26th. And if you track that backwards, it sounds like uh, Thanksgiving Ooh. night is when the magic happened. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Well, very good. Talk about tweakonomics. <laughs> yes, huh? I know, right? Right. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. We got to go. But uh, thank you, Mike, as always. My and, pleasure. Uh, oh, and before we go, uh, please plug uh, your show uh, Saturday. Yes, thank you very much. Yes. Uh, Pembroke City Limits, 250 Pembroke Street, which if you go up through Hooksit on, what do they call it, Daniel Webster Highway, yep. uh, as soon as you leave past the Asian Breeze, which everybody knows, you go up over the hill into Pembroke, that, that is Pembroke Street, so it's number 250. Um, I will be opening at 6 o'clock sharp. I'll have a bunch of friends there. I hope you come too. I'll be opening for the great Scalawag, uh, Liam Spain, Brian and company are all going to be up there and they're going to burn the barn down, hopefully not literally. BYOB. Right. BYOB, yes, yes. load up that ball. cooler and uh, I'm going to give you 110%. So. All Please right, go. excellent, excellent. And John Hopwood, thank you uh, for coming in. Always nice thank to see you. you. And uh, don't forget tonight at the Hopknot, the pre-Thanksgiving karaoke party, that is from 8 p.m. to midnight our wonderful sponsor and uh, we will not be here tomorrow. So everybody have a great Thanksgiving, uh, but uh, I will be back live on Friday and I believe Rob is doing his show as well. And then of mm -hmm. course, retro spectrum radio at seven 30 Friday night. So, uh, and in the morning, I understand will be a classic edition of the morning show. So uh, that's it. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I'll talk at y'all uh, in a couple days. Take care. Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required.